Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to episode... 5.32 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. There's no J. Why? Because things in his life that are more important than you listeners. I can relate to that. It's shocking. And I like. I hate I hate to fucking be the one to say it, to break it to you. That's just how it is. But you're all a pack of cunts. <laughs> now, first things first. I just want to give a shout out to, uh, who was it the other day? Was it Vince? Yes. Vinny, Vincenzo. Who, Vincenzo, he, he, who posted in the Facebook group and he said, uh, I just started talking about it without actually fucking having it up. So I'm madly scrolling down here. <laughs> he said, I feel, I feel the need to make this post as a purge and confession. I'm embarrassed to admit I actually went to the Toowoomba Touch Association site this morning to check the results of the semis. Complete waste of time because not only had they not yet posted the results, of course it's Toowoomba. Wow. I couldn't fucking remember if Glenny's team was the Lions or the Sharks. Well, we are, we are the Lions. Of course we are. Got any, got any news for uh, regarding the Lions of Toowoomba Seagrade <sighs> Touch, Glenny? Ah, oh, look, I'm sure people have been watching, listening with bated breath and fucking... Well, no, they have been. We've established that. You don't have to be... Panting like, hearts. Um, yeah, you don't have to be self-deprecating about that. I mean, this, this C-grade touch no, no, thing has taken off. I was fucking serious. I was being it's serious. Ta- people, it's taken off. People are legit into it. Um, look, there's no, there's no, there's no easy way to say it. Um, the line's come away with a one-point victory in a game that we thought was a fucking draw when we actually, when the siren went. And then as we're shaking hands, the other team's like, congratulations, boys, good luck in the grand final. We're like, what the fuck are you talking about? It was a draw. No, you actually won by one. So um, one of the biggest gripes I have about touch football in general, but specifically Toowoomba touch football, because uh, my closest mate on the, uh, on the face of this fucking planet uh, just happens to be the secret- secretary of Toowoomba touch football. And... Um, the suggestion I had when he first took on the role was no one ever knows what the score is in a game of touch football. If you you be on the hill and you go, hey, you walk up and someone's been watching the entire game, hey, what's the score? Oh, I'm not sure. I think it might be such and such. I was like, put your fucking hand in your pocket, get some scoreboards. Maybe yeah. a couple of big screens, a jumbotron. You know, let's let's go all out. It's Toowoomba. Well, you don't, you don't have to go it. fucking crazy. You just, you've got people who work in handy trades. So you could get someone who, I don't know, maybe they work as a chippy, maybe they work in like some sort of metal fabrication capability where they, two poles, a big fucking rectangle, rectangle has two hooks on it, <laughs> says home on one and away on the other. Yeah. This is not hard stuff. You just hang a fucking square numeral, tick them over. Yeah. 
you really, go. You're really That's making the base it sound level. even simpler than what it actually is. Um, it's, but look, we had a win. Uh, it was a tough game. It was a war of attrition. We had uh, one of the boys dislocated his shoulder, and uh, he's trying to do everything he can to play in the in the grand final. How do you do? How do you dislocate your shoulder? Because uh, he was, he, like was a low con- low he was coming sport. across in in cover, um, yep. and the opposing player looked like he was going to get through, so he dived, outstretched, come down. Yep. Ah, the old... Yeah. The old, that's how I did mine. Tom Travojevic, um, yes. Jerome Luai, fucking... Well, I don't know that Jerome Luai the... is a good example, given that he well, had he... a fucking 100-kilo man roll over yeah. his entire fucking shoulder. Well, <sighs> that's... Yeah, the uh, same that's thing, though. Well, it kind of... The same end result. Arm stretched, arm stretched out. But, uh, yeah, so we had uh shoulder a calf, um, an ongoing knee for one of the other boys who had an MRI the week before and just fucking took the field like an absolute savage. Um, like, enough strapping to, you know, like, there's probably a chemist in Toowoomba that has retired off the sales of the strapping that's gone around the fucking knees and ankles of the Lions C-grade touch team. Um, we had a calf, we had an ankle, um... Some some general general illness general soreness because we're all old and fucking probably don't stretch enough. And then just and then out there on the wing the and, a, and a fuck finger and a broken finger. These are just general general lack of fitness. Yeah, look, there's that. Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, uh, there was a, a quality moment where um, sharks they were starting to get on top. Uh, we had a, a period of time. Uh, well, actually, let me get through this bit. So they've they've made a break down the sideline, and one of our uh, Alex, one of our younger guys, um, I think he might he might be twenty, something like that. Um, quality player, he gave chase. Uh, he's a solid dude, but fuck, he's fast. And the sharks player turned around, looked at him, gave him a little finger wag. And then Alex has dived and got him as the guy was diving to score the try. So fucking, <laughs> he didn't get it. And then so he layered it up and fucking yeah. bombed it. And then um, the rest of the boys got back on side. And then fucking two plays later, they've um, they've completely fucked it. And and we've got the ball back. Shortly thereafter, um, they were attacking our line again. And one of the boys is coming back on side. And and look, it was a professional foul, but. So he um, he got sent, had to spend uh, four sets at the end of the field, which is the rule. And um, so we had to play with five on six and managed to score a try to, um, to tie it up. He come, uh, so he finished his uh, sabbatical, the big diesel run on as a fairly ordinary replacement for the guy that had been sent. And um, we managed to score a try. To, to go one up and uh, the siren went shortly thereafter and hugs all around into the grand final. So, what does that mean for us? What does that mean for us, Dees? Well, you fucking tell me. When, it, when, when is it? Midday. Midday Saturday. Midday on Saturday. Where? Uh, Toowoomba Touch Football HQ, Carney Springs, Ruthven Street. Ruthven Street. That's like the main street. Well, it's it's... Yeah, one off. Yeah, 
It's like I recognise that name of that street. That's got to be a, like it's a big street. It goes right yeah. all the way through. Yeah, yeah, right. It's the New so, England Highway, basically. Right. Oh yeah, that explains it. Right. Yeah. So midday, Carney Spring Spring Street. Tour. You know when? You know where? If you want to go up and watch the game, well, what if what if they just get in your bus? I'm not taking a bus. Hail to the bus driver, bus driving man. I'm gonna try and get. I'm I'm, I'm gonna try, try and get a. Get Strive to drive me up there. In his, so can, in so, his Lambo. So I, can, so I can film some... In his Jag. So I don't, I don't want to... Yeah, I, I want to get some B-roll and, and shit on the way up. <laughs> <laughs> because, look, I said, I, I, I said I'd be putting together something together around this if you made it to, made it to the grand final, Glennie, and uh, the big D's, he fucking... He held up his end. Well, so, uh, look, I don't so I I can't hold up really take much credit, but gutsy... <laughs> Gutsy effort. I was uh, I was pretty <laughs> proud. I will. I said it last week, but I will say, I've got a lot more out of this season of touch football than I really expected. And the fact that we've actually clearly um, got a, a good side, um, but to watch watch everyone hook in on the weekend with you know injuries and you know we're we're keen to fucking give it a shake. So it's good fun. I've really enjoyed it. Good. Be even more enjoyable. And not one person has told me that I'm shit. Oh, you've, you've, your son has probably said you're shit. He doesn't count. Sure he's, he not a, he's not a person. He does. He tells right. me all the time. He tells okay. me every day that I'm shit in no, multiple everyone's, facets. Everyone's, everyone's very supportive of you, Glennie. Well, not everyone, everyone loves the fucking big D's. Not everyone. Everyone loves them. No, even the people that don't love the big D's, even the people who've been on the fucking end of you shitting on them, their team, the fan base of their team, whatever. <laughs> For fucking years. Are you talking about Dragons fans? Has Mostly, Shane Cash yeah. been in touch with you? No, but I bet I'm expecting. I'm, I'm hoping to see Cashy up there on the weekend, though. Is there is talk? There is talk yeah. that he might be. On I, the I think Cashy. I think Cashy might be the fucking first one. He's the easiest guy to get there. Yes, <laughs> yeah, well, the I mean, that's he's it. up there. On, he's up on the hill. I think he lives I mean, in a cardboard box at the back of County Spring. I plan. So. On, I, I plan on making the pilgrimage up. Um, by all means, if if anyone uh, yeah needs needs those details. Uh, Hit rewind. Otherwise, get in touch. Get in touch with uh, on the on the Facebook. We might put something up there with you know with the details in writing, just so people can refer back to it. Um, but yeah, it's fucking happening. And uh, this weekend, so fucking glorious. And uh, let's hope we get a great result. I uh, yeah. Now we're talking about. It, I'm getting a little bit nervous. I wasn't nervous before this. Thanks very much, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of pressure on it. I mean, you know, Look, we've got there a, is no There is no pressure. It's a results-driven business. And, uh, <laughs> it is. Well, I mean, grand finals is only result, on this right? podcast. <laughs> we made the grand final. <laughs> uh, yeah, but a, we are, that's, we that's are playing eel, Sharks. That's the Eels metric. We are play, sorry, we are playing Sharks. We're playing Saints. Right. Um, and Saints are notorious for winning often um a grade i think they they might have won the last 10 um, and got knocked out in the semi last weekend wow <laughs> so um look anyone not wearing a saint shirt hates saints and uh they got they got knocked out on the weekend and when the final siren went not only the fans of the roosters who had beaten them uh but Every other fan wearing any other shirt but a Saint shirt was fucking cheering on the hill, so it was good fun. That's funny how even in touch, your nemesis is the Saints. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly right. It's, just, it's, a, recur- it's a recurring thing in your life. I mean, you know, when you're a little altar boy to <laughs> to rugby league, <laughs> touch footy. <laughs> the true irony is that I am, I've been described and, and, and highly regarded as a bit of a saint myself yeah, by most people that come in contact with me. That's right. We got what ten minutes into the show before you start fucking lying. Um, let's <laughs> move to the games. We can blast through these this week because honestly, it's a busy week and Big D's needs his fucking recovery. He does. I mean, I, I take it you've been you've been in the hyperbaric tank and you. Well, you could probably forgot about one of the other injuries tomorrow. One of the boys has got some weird fucking heel thing. He doesn't know if it's a bone spur, but he. It fucking comes and goes when it when it hits him. He can barely fucking walk when he's out there. And then Jeez. during the week he's he's okay. And then as soon as he starts running or gets you know about two third half two thirds of the way through a game, it's fucking excruciating. So that's another injury we've got. We're just a bashed, banged up, fucking ragtag bunch of heroes. So if you get the, if you get the win, it's, it's basically the greatest upset in the history of touch. Oh, look, I don't Walmart. think it's a stretch to say that this this game and should the Lions be successful will probably put you know, the sport of touch football it will launch it into another stratosphere uh, into Toowoomba sure there's A grade sure there's some of the best players in the country there's, there's homegrown Toowoomba kids playing for Australia but a bunch of 40 odd year old blokes and, and a couple of young kids that probably don't actually want to be there running around and well, as Jackson puts it, waddling around for me, um, and, and delivering hope to to the you know the the poor, the lesser lights of the Toowoomba community, giving them hope that they too can run out. There is not a C grade touch competition in this country that has ever been covered. With such depth and nah. fucking nah. regularity and enthusiasm. I, I would suspect that there's not an A-grade touch competition <laughs> in Australia that has been covered to the levels that we've covered it. Um, exactly. And Bradley started to uh, let the cat out of the bag because I've kept the whole big D's and uh, podcast thing under wraps, but he's uh, he's let the cat out of the bag. So a few of the boys have started adding me on Facebook and, oh, what's that podcast? Oh, yeah, is it on Spotify? Oh, yeah. So, uh, look, boys, if you're listening, I love your work. Thanks for having me as part of the team. I'm sorry I'm fucking so slow. I can't wait, to, I I can't wait to chat to you on the weekend and, and ask you ask you on camera, you know, what it's like, you know, what it means, means to you regret to, to run letting out, to run out of the field with the big <laughs> <laughs> Like, some of these guys are fucking highly regarded touch football fucking luminaries. And, you know, in years gone by, I've, I've actually played high-level representative state and international competition. And they're at a point in their lives where they're running around with me. Like, I yeah. feel bad so for them. So what are you saying? So after all that, they finally made it? That's not actually what I'm saying, Nathan. Please stop putting words in my mouth. Cause <laughs> <laughs> they already think, I reckon they already think I'm a bit of a strange cunt. And now you're going to make them hate me. Thanks very much. They're not going to hate you when you fucking score the winning try in the grand final oh, on Saturday. Come on now, let's not talk it up too hard. Hey, hey, this is we we have had a history on this show over very well, fucking long, nearly fifteen years now. We can create a narrative of, of manifesting fucking we 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 can manifest literal events out of mid out of midair 
just by speaking him into existence. And so, well, I'm fucking, you, yeah, if, the show. If can, ever, if, I I did try and manifest Lottie Takiri scoring a hat trick for seven yeah, years. Well, well, yeah. So and I can never. I, I I have shown a, a, a talent yeah. for manifesting events, <laughs> and I have not. Yeah, you should actually just say you should just like play against that and just be like, just say the opposite of what you want to happen. Okay, cool. A lot you got one though for Souths. It doesn't count. Well, well, can't believe you didn't keep paying the fucking for that website yeah. to keep going. Look, it, it was it was entertaining. Like when he stopped playing, it kind of wasn't worthwhile because <laughs> what he scored a hat trick of what fucking in the backyard misses or something. Oh. Man. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, I ain't got the time to fucking, you know, what, you want me to pay for a private investigator to find <laughs> things he does three of? <laughs> Quality. Now, let's move on to the games. We can blast through them too, because fucking the, the stepdad is in there with his fucking jug cord lording over us. The, uh, what I wish he was for this one. But the Paramount Eels 32 to feed the Panthers 18. At the Panthers' home. With uh, Sivo. Just got to be better, guys. King Gutho. Kinging it all over the fucking Panthers. <laughs> uh, with two tries. Three conversions uh, and a penalty goal as well. The Panthers, 18. Tries to Tyrone Peachy, Nathan Cleary, Liam Martin, Thomas Jenkins. And one conversion to Cleary. Scared to death. Scared to kick. Look, uh, one of those... Uh gentleman that I mentioned earlier who's played touch football at an extremely high level um, is a bit of a fucking tragic Parramatta fan and was talking on Saturday before the game just fucking spurting everywhere about how Parramatta have the wood on Penrith and how they always beat them. And Look, he's like, not wrong. It's just like, except, for, except for that grand final, hey, Mark? Yeah, and, and then except, and for, like, except for the semi-final before in. that too. Yeah. It's like they've played them about six times and they've beat them four times. All regular season games over the last two runs. Yeah. But but they haven't, you know, grand final in that semi that they that they lost. So And in summary, Parramatta once again here were dominant in a game that meant nothing, which is classic Gutho. It was extra nothing to the Eels too, because they got a bye this week. Yeah. So it was like their last game. It was it was their Mad Monday Bali clash. But you got to say, I mean, you got to give credit though. Like Gutho was fucking fairly enormous in this game, yeah. And you could see that there was a long period of that game where he was fucked it on one leg and stayed out there, and just to to, to look at the the influence that he has on his side when he finally succumbed to the leg thing and went off when the game was beyond doubt. That's when Panthers scored half of their tries. So, are you giving Gutho credit? I am. I'm fucking. This is. I'm. I am. I've got the card out and I'm just fucking swiping it everywhere. Do you know who I want to give? I want to give credit to Dylan Brown, Uncle Touchy. Um, yet again, Mitch Moses wasn't there, and Dylan Brown looks like five times a player. Um, and this is the thing. I mean, like the Eels are so down on troops, playing a full strength Panthers side, <laughs> desperate to wrap up the minor premiership. Not sure. Yeah, like obviously, Luai's injury is a concern. Um, is he coming back this year? I, I don't know. Because the, the I should the, look as as one of the hosts of the fucking longest running rugby league podcast on the planet. We should know this shit, but I'm not I don't care. I'm not looking at shit. We know facts. There's shit. one cunt. There's one cunt in this group that's a Panthers fan. He should know, and he's not here. So, but he wouldn't know either. Wow. He didn't even watch the game. Wow. 
I'm so serious. Why are you shitting on the guy, man? I'm not shitting on the guy. I'm just saying. At least you can be like him and just like shit on your co-host when you're here and when they're here with you. Like, I'm not shitting on him. <laughs> you just did. I'm saying, I just, no, I just said you didn't watch the game. That's not shitting on anyone. And then he doesn't know the injury status of Jerome Lui. Disappointed in the Panthers, to be quite honest. Um, oh, no, fuck the Panthers. Fuck the Eels, dude. Fuck them all. Yeah, but you know what it means. It means that fucking Broncos fans, above all else, are the fucking chippiest motherfuckers of the week, and no one wants that. Yeah, but, you know, they're going to make their own... They're going to dig their own fucking grave because they'll, if they get in the minor premiership, they play Storms in the first week of the finals and they can't beat the Storm at home and they've, they're fucking behind on the back foot for the rest of the final series. And then get shipped to the second side of the draw and they'll have to fucking play Penrith to get into the grand final. So, look, these things all have silver linings. It's very interesting got to believe. on the world you have, Nathan. He's got to believe that good things can happen. That's all I and believe pe- at the moment. And bad people will be punished. Come one like o'clock Saturday, fans, that may change. Fans. <laughs> um, the other thing is, we've seen the Panthers play with injured, yeah, with uh, missing players due to injury or whatever. Next man yeah. up, they say. They're, they're, yeah, I mean it's the system. But for all of the games that they've won, when Nathan Cleary's been out or in Origin or whatever, mm. they haven't won many when Blue Eyes out. Yeah, what is that? Oh, I'm just saying. I want to hope he comes back to work this year. Maybe it's true Penrith and they just need that little bit of fucking... little bit of Westy cunt in them. That's what they need. There's not enough of that in Cleary. Or at least well, no, he, he might internal, He sees his dad every bit. day. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the antithesis of what a Penrith person is. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he actually knows his dad. <laughs> Way to break down every Western Sydney family. In a fucking I feel like I'm, I feel five like I'm the second of, spray. How good. I feel, I feel like on the balance of like percentages, I'm correct. <laughs> oh, I don't think I don't think you're far off the mark. Like Mount Druitt, please. <laughs> but uh, look, the land know. that fathers forgot. <laughs> Oh, look, yeah, it was good. Well, good they, they didn't forget it entirely. They just forgot where they lived. Yeah. They know where the pub is, though. Yeah. And, and the pokies. They, they could find their way to get the cigarettes. They couldn't quite find their yeah. way back. Because the cigarettes were just a little bit around the corner from getting the cigarettes. That's where the pokies were. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Warriors 18 defeated the Dragons 6 over there in Inzid. Warriors 18 tries to Pompey, Nickel Clookstar and Fanua Blake. Two conversions to Pompey and a penalty goal. The Dragons tried a Lomax conversion to Lomax. And my gosh, this game was a bucket of warm shit. The fact that the Warriors beat the Dragons is a highlight for me. Um, mainly because the Dragons as a club um, is a steaming pile of shit. Um, and the only thing is a bigger steaming pile of shit than the Dragons as a club is the entire Dragons fan base. Um... I thought the Warriors were pretty well in control, even though they were a long way off their best until about the final 10 minutes of the game when Dragons came back and looked like they were going to make a game of it. And then um, poor old Tyrell Sloan decided he was going to do an interpretive dance of the Dragons fan base and cost his team the fucking chance of a win. So That's funny because I was, only, I was watching this game on my phone with the with the volume down. And when I saw that, you're just like, just when you're looking at it that size, I'm like, oh yeah, he's just, he's just grounded and moved on with his life. Mm. 
And I'm like, what the? Why are they? Why are they making this a try? Clearly, he was trying to pick it up. Yeah, what yeah. The and then, fuck? Uh, then you then you then you look at it, you scrutinise it on the he's replay. He's just more, not more that guy. I think he's he fancies himself as a bit of a Nathan Blacklock type character who would pull that stuff off and fucking probably run ninety meters. Yeah. Um, but he's not that guy. Handing handing Adam Fanua Blake a, a try that he didn't deserve after probably one of the worst fucking bombs I've ever seen in my life. I mean, there was we've a couple. Seen... Little's one was pretty bad too. There's a thousand ways to bomb a try, right? Yeah. And some of them are like more sort of tenuous than others. Like some of them, it's kind of like, well, you go, ah, oh, look, it was difficult for the guy to reach the thing or ground them. I don't or whatever. know if you're aware, mate. I, but I this play one... on the wing in C grade touch. I'm well aware of how many different ways there are to bomb a try. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not. You're not. You're not doing any like fucking like massive, you know, somersault cartwheels into the thing. And then playing the just ball saying, out. you've never seen me play. Yeah, because you're I'm fucking. Not saying you're you'd wrong. Be on, I'm not saying I'd you're be, wrong. I'd be looking at you on this call right now, and your arm would be in a fucking sling because you put your shoulder out. Yeah, hundred percent. I know. I know. If I see you there without a fucking arm and a sling, I know. You know, they're either fucking Darius Boyd strollovers or they nothings. Oh, that's 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 hurtful. To, what about the I barrel? Wrong? What about the great barrel try of two thousand twenty three? Well, apparently it was a complete waste of energy to turn my body because I'm the same thickness that way as I was the other way anyway. <laughs> yeah, but maybe you created like a like a sort of a, a wind sort of vortex or whatever that sort of blew the touch away or whatever. But um, but that that one with Fanua Blake where he was over the fucking line, just dive, put the ball down, Tuck and he the sort ball of under got, your arm and fall on the fucking in, ground. You big yeah, and he sort of but he sort of decided to sort of slide sort of in on his side with the yeah. ball up and then uh just. Absolutely infuriating, and it's little things like that. It's just the detail-oriented oriented shit like that that is why the Warriors are so fucking fake. And they're not, t- really? they're not elite. Yeah. Why they're is she not the Warriors, bro? Because they've been absolutely fucking unimpressive the last couple of weeks, and, and, and I feel like they're the fakest team in the top four. Now, I mean, they're not the fakest team in the eight because there's there's a tier one of fake teams in the eight led by Canberra and, and also Sharks on that tier as well. Warriors next level down. From mine, hot hot take. Everyone else, everyone else then falls on tiers further below that. And I mean, like you know, when you're talking about those tiers, actually, you know, they're pretty far away from fake tiers, and they're actually real. Um, but yeah, they're the third fakest team in the in the in the finals race. And in the, summary, the finals, fuck the dragons. Yes, yes, and look, you know, again, they kept it close. They're not the worst team. They're not the worst team in the comp. They're not the second worst team in the comp. I wouldn't say, but um, they're gonna have to live with being the second worst team in the comp when the fucking ladder settles at the end of the season. The look, the team that gets a wooden spoon is definitely not the worst team in the comp. But you know, here we are. Yeah, this this no, I would agree with you this year. We'll get to the worst team in the comp soon. But the Cowboys thirty four defeat the Dolphins ten at Suncorp Stadium. The uh, Cowboys 34 came through a double to Labert. Drinkwater felt Talungi and Peter Hicku tries. Peter Hicku in his milestone game. Drinkwater five or six conversions. Dolphins, two tries to Jermaine Osako. Two conversions, sorry, one conversion to Jermaine Osako. Cowboys clearly in complete control throughout this game. And looking like the team we expected them to be that would, at this stage of the year, um, you know, a week out from the finals, be entrenched in the top eight. In reality, 
given their patchy form over the course of the entire fucking season. They're, they're scratching and, and scraping to try and maybe make eighth. It's baffling. That, that that's really why it look, Yeah, but the scoreline, as good as they looked, I mean, after sort of, you know, what, 20 minutes or so, mm. this was looking like... I mean, even in the second half, this was looking like a, a good chance for them to push, you know, sort of for a fifty burger, and actually and add some real for and against, you know, to help them out because that's what they need. I mean, they're yeah, sort of exactly. Around, you know, I mean, they could the have Dolphins easily did, did raise their effort. I don't think they yeah. were helped, obviously, by the sin bin, um, which yeah. was legit anyway. Yeah. But you know, the Dolphins are looking for you know this inaugural season to to come to a merciful end. It's it's been a solid. Solid first hitty up for them as as far as the season goes, but I think they've they've learnt as a group. It's a long fucking season. Yeah, they're just right. I mean, to, to, the, to their credit, they they built they built up enough competition points in the bank early on that the the spoon was never really a realistic threat mm. for them. Um, and while they'll finish on the lower end, um, they're, they're still fairly clear of that. Um, but yeah, Cowboys, I mean, just the fact that they didn't, they, you know, they had the foot on the throat and they didn't fully go through with it. I mean, they could have scored another three tries, would have helped them out a lot. But um, we shall see when we get to the team lists, just how much help they'll need. Um, you, oh, you're going to have to probably, you're going to have to man the fucking uh, predictor this week. I think that's going to be interesting. Yeah, it is. Well, we'll see. You know, you got to get on the tools. Uh, get on the predictor. See how you go. Uh, Storms, 37, defeat the Titans, 16, uh, down there at the Korean Housewife in Melbourne. The Storm uh, tries a hat-trick to Xavier Coates, uh, Warbrick, Welch, and Katoa with tries. Meany, five conversions, a penalty goal, and Munster with the field goal. Titans, 16, tries to Randall, Kelly, and Jojo Fafita. Shook with one conversion, Weaver with another. Titans went blow for blow with Melbourne for 60-plus minutes. Mm-hmm. And then Melbourne just completely shut them out for the last quarter of the game and, and fucking never really looked like being challenged um, from that point onwards. So, um, you know, Munster was good. Hughes had some absolutely outstanding moments. Um, I feel a bit sorry for Meany. Um He's toiled away over the course of this season and had some really solid games for Melbourne and, and now he's going to probably start to settle back into the role that, um, well, certainly over time, he's going to settle back into that, that backup role and playing a hell of a lot of Reggies um, as Pappy comes back. So, Do you reckon, um, that gonna, do you reckon that'll happen this year? Because, um, I mean, they've had a whole preseason and an entire season with Meany back there. And Pappy was actually pretty good when he came on. He was in the halves at one point. Mm. I mean, he was actually pretty good through there. So obviously, if he's 100% fit and I think they'll keep Meany everything. in the 17 because no one's going to be confident about Pappy copping a knock. Yeah. Um, they'll keep him as 17, maybe. Um, but I think come finals time, in a big game... As much as Meany has been solid, there's just that... I don't want to use that, that term that Jay hates, X-Factor, but there's just something about Pappenhausen in big moments. Um, sometimes he gets knocked out and doesn't come back for a year. Other times he comes up with a fucking absolutely miraculous play and 
Sometimes his knee gets obliterated. Well, there's that too. Um, yeah, you've sold me. I don't know why he's there. <laughs> I want, yeah, I wonder how long. I mean, I haven't looked at the team list for this week, but I mean, knowing both sides have rested a, a fuck ton of players, mm. it would probably be a good game for Pappy to be starting at one just to see what 100%. happens. But um, but yeah, Titan. This was almost like a reverse of the Cowboys game, like Titans, and they did it last week with the Panthers as well. I mean, they were sort of it. They were right in it the whole, you know, for most mm. of the game, and then just got blasted out at the end. Yeah, the Storm. Like the Cowboys before, I mean, the Storm are fighting not for the eight but for the top four. They, yeah, and they, they, they also need to sort of prove to themselves, I think, as well, that they're sort of getting back to the form they need to to, to progress deep into the finals. And that's I what just, they do. I they, reckon they Melbourne just have the mentality to make the top four. Yeah. Um, then they'll, they'll actually start playing properly. Yeah, I just those Shaq and Kobe teams, they just. They just went through the regular season in, you know, like third gear were that good and then made the finals and then they became who they were. And I think Melbourne has a similar sort of mentality. You see in in moments where Munster needs to shine or Hughes needs a big play, they, they come up with it almost 100% of the time. Um, so I think they're just... Of course, they would love to be minor premiers, but they've probably had a few of those games, you know, where Bellamy's described them as putrid and, um, you know, threatened to murder their families. Uh, a few too many of those over the course of the season. But I, I think they're just set on making the top four and, and backing themselves from there. Right. <coughs> so we move on to the Roosters 32 defeating the Tigers 8 at Allianz Stadium. The Roosters 32 tries to walk up Swali. Tupo, May, Radley. So only five conversions and a penalty goal. The Tigers, a try to Tristan Riley, a conversion to Appy, and a penalty goal to Appy, which took them to out to 8-6, and then which a penalty goal, the Roosters brought it back to 8-all, and then what happened, Glennie? Well, as bad as the Tigers have been all season, um, the second half of this game was possibly amongst the worst that they've turned out for the whole year. They, they they were fucking abysmal in the second half. It was absolutely painful to watch. You know, on you know, they've lost by seventy plus in games. Just the the end the end can't come soon enough. Just take him out the back behind the screen and do the merciful thing. The Roosters. Roosters desperately playing, desperately playing for a finals position that I think is going to just evade their grasp. Yeah, I thought Walker. That's a solid first game back after a long time out, being dropped and having to air quotes regain his confidence in Reggie's. Yeah, uh, he was good. Swali, he was outstanding. Um, fucking didn't let us give Appy a touch up. And then headbutted Stefano. It's like so, and and he received seven weeks for it. Yeah, fucking idiot. Yeah, like it wasn't like a situation where you went into a tackle and you got it wrong and you collected him in the head, you know, and you, and you get binned or you get on put on report and you get suspended. It wasn't like a tackle that slipped up. It wasn't like fucking you know two guys in a tackle and you've lifted the guy and you get you accidentally get suspended. All of those he's been suspended for previous in his career. Yeah, All of those types. But for this one, 
to be face-to-face, handbags situation in the modern game and to choose with cameras on you broadcasting in 4K <laughs> to headbutt a fucking dude in the face. <laughs> Dumbest cunt. Yeah. Seriously. And look, he's never been to Smart <laughs> Look, he's, he's not renowned. He's not renowned yeah. for, you know, coming off the field, having a quick shower and rush rushing down to, you know, to perform... The Large brain, Hadron Collider. To, <laughs> to perform brain surgery. <laughs> he's, he's, it's not in his game. Um, but you just... The tackle was bad enough, but the headbutt was fucking yeah. unforgivable. So that's so that's letters out for the the rest of the season, and also misses out on a on a, a free trip to Vegas. Yeah, for round one next year. Also, the Roosters lost Manu as well. So that probably kills they get, them off they, here. Yeah, look, letters is a big loss. Um, given that other than him in that forward pack, you've got Radley, who's a penalty suspension merchant in his own right, and then you've got yep. butchers and bakers and candlestick makers other than them, like, you know, and Lindsay Collins. That's He's a, he's a lone hand. Yep. So his, his leadership and starch, um, you know, even coming off the bench as he is at the moment, I, you know, they can't compete without a bit of that because it's a slippery slope down. You know, Lindsay Collins holds his own. Um, and then you've got letters and then it's Cavan to, to Radley and then the fucking, like I say, butchers and bakers, please. Yep, yep. Fringe first graders at best. <laughs> Right, so we move on to the Broncos, twenty nine defeating the Raiders eighteen, down there in uh, in Canberra GIO. The Broncos tries a hat trick to Selwyn Cobbo. Stags, Ma'am Walsh with tries. Stags with only two conversions from six attempts. Walsh with a field goal. The Raiders Frawley, Kotrick, and Hudson Young with tries. Uh, Fogarty two conversions and a penalty goal. Reese Walsh, every single touch, just fucking outstanding. He's his acceleration and ability in two strides to have a defender second guessing every one of his life choices. Not only the choice as to which shoulder he's going to um, try and tackle him with um, in a split second the defender thinks he's got him covered and then is horribly fucking beaten within two strides. Just, it's been a long time. Maybe peak Billy Slater um, to see a guy with that sort of speed and acceleration. I know Tommy has, you know, incredible speed and footwork and strength. but He's, he's, more, he's, he's, just, more, stre- he's more strength yeah, and footwork. He's, he's never been different player. Walsh is... Yeah. He's fucking electric, and and he's in the type of form which is very dangerous heading into the finals. Where when he touches the ball, every defender is thinking, "Oh fuck," which is very dangerous. 
So, you know, that one that one run in the second half where he it was a regulation, you know, he was carrying the ball back. There's four defenders there and he puts some footwork on and, and the next thing he's he's run fifty meters and and beaten four or five defenders from, from nothing. There was nothing on. And the way that the Broncos, even without Reynolds, the way that they played off the back of um, that run in particular um, with Mam, uh, Jockey Madden, and, and even son of Kevy, just impressive. They, they, he's a strike weapon, and they're using him absolutely perfectly. I still maintain that the benefit of Adam Reynolds, while he is a, a very good player, I think his benefit is as a coach. He doesn't have to be on the field with these guys. I think it's what he's doing with them at, every other day of the week. Yeah, I... That's I, what's formed them into I what can they see, are now. And when you see games like how they've played in this game where Renault wasn't part of the squad on the field, you tend to... That gives weight to that theory. Um, Ezra Mam just, you know, there was games this season where Reynolds wasn't there and, and Ezra Mam wasn't, wasn't quite the same player. He, even he looks to have grown in that level of confidence now where even if Reynolds isn't there steering the ship, Mam is still having a great game. Um, and, you know, Jock Madden, solid, solid as a rock. And jockey, 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 man, and 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 uh, Billy Walters. Yeah. Look, the irony's not lost on me. I'll be honest. Part of a part of a top four spine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they did not get any barbecues when they left the Tigers. Yeah, the biggest talking. Well, I don't know if anyone actually even cooked them a barbecue. Not a fucking sausage chisel when they left. They were just no. showing the fucking door. Swift kick. Yeah, not even not even dirty dirty schnitzel cooked at the fucking cafeteria for him by Robbie. Now and Raiders were, you know, they they had their moments as well. But Ricky, look, they hung Ricky in there thanks to poor goal kicking. Yeah. Well, thanks thanks to poor goal kicking from Katoni Stags. I mean, it allowed them to hang into that game right to the death. Mm. You know, but um, the big talking points is the first one was Ricky Stewart telling the the cameraman to fuck off. Yeah, I mean, guy with a camera. Once again, the old letters proposition. Camera streaming live to KO Sports and Foxtel in 4K. Look at the guy straight what down could, the barrel telling him to fuck off. Wrong? Well, I'll tell you what could go wrong. The guy had to fucking apologize to Ricky, the cameraman, oh, after wow. the fact. Ricky blows up in the press conference. Everyone's like, you know, what a fucking child he is, obviously. Then today it's like, oh no, the you know Fox has, has uh, apologised to Ricky. Absolute wow. fucking cuck behaviour. Yeah, it really is. That's poor. That's perpetuating his fucking ignorance, which is not acceptable. Oh, it's just yeah, and it's just you know the the familiar you know the the, the family connections you know and what's mm-hmm. his name the reporter who's the journo whose brother's on staff there, but fucking just yeah. He's an he's an absolute pain in the ass, and he's an absolute blight in the game, Ricky. Like, I mean, we got some shit cunts in the game. <laughs> the yeah, but Ricky in is a competition right. featuring the St George Illawarra Dragons and all their fans, Ricky Stewart 
he's a piece of shit. He pips him. He pips him at the post. You reckon? Um, the other thing, the other, the other big talking point, um, and we'll do it. We'll do it now because I, I'm pretty sure that people are going to mention it in the in the socials. Well, fuck it. Let's see how many. Let's see if how many people come into socials for this one. Um, no, nah, fuck it. We'll talk about it now. We'll talk about it then. The um, the situation at the end of the game where, where Canberra put the kick in and and Reece Walsh collected the kick. And sort of was, you know, casually jogging as the final seconds of the game sort of ticked away. And um, Joseph Tarpany just fucking leveled him with the Goldberg spear. Um, <laughs> I thought it was incredible and probably one of the, you know, the, the it was, up to that stage of the season, the best thing that had happened all season. Um, it was beaten later on the weekend, but that's okay. Um, but man. He fucked around and he found out. And the, the two things that, that I, I really enjoyed, one, the hit, loved it. But secondly, I also loved Reese Walsh in the interviews afterwards saying, look, yeah, no, he got me. Like, yeah. fair yeah, enough. Yeah, he didn't like, piss him out know, about it. He copped it. Yeah. Sweet, yeah. And and like, and this is the thing, like, I mean, in this day, after that shit that Joey Manu pulled last year, was it, against the, against yeah. the Dragons? Like, you'd never, like, never again should these guys be given the benefit of the doubt. You fuck if they got the ball in their hand, drill them until they until they don't until yeah. they, or until they're playing it. You know, like it's just you just you can't take because I tell you what, people might be upset at fucking Tarpity and like Broncos fans in their feelings about I oh, put their little fucking Reese Walsh. I mean, who? Let's be honest. I mean, I mean he, he looks like he moans when he wipes his ass. So <laughs> now. What does that even mean, Nathan? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jesus. That's really got me. Now, um. Every now. once in a while, <laughs> you come up with something that gets me right in the gills. <laughs> but let me tell you, it's mu- it's far more embarrassing. Like, to, to, taking, taking the bitching of Broncos fans out of the equation. It's far worse to have the bitching of your own team and the the derision from the entire NRL watching community when he strolls through and scores a try because you fucking switched off because you didn't think he was going to do anything, you know? Because uh, that shit that happened to the Dragons with uh, with with uh, Joe Marnie was fucking embarrassing for them. Um, hilarious though. I mean, like I I love that one too. I love the shit housery. Um, but yeah, good to hear some talking points as we move on to. The mighty Manly Seeds Eagles 42 to feed the Bulldogs 24 at Acor Stadium. Breaking a hoodoo, Manly haven't won at that stadium since uh, one of the semis in 2013, which wow. is fucking crazy, a decade ago. I mean, I, I was actually really surprised. I mean, I knew, I knew about the, um, the one at the Dragons that we broke the other week. Um, that's very, you know, often, you know, was often discussed before games, um, you know, within the Manly fan base as a hoodoo ground. But this one I wasn't aware of until I started talking about it. Um, the Manly side, a double to Jason Saab. DCE, Croker, Toff Sipley, um, Darth Vega, and Hormoli Olakawatu with tries. Daily six of seven we're conversions. Not, we're not doing that, surely, surely. What's that? Darth Vega. That's we got so many fucking Seabs Eagles. We got so many fucking names for him. We call, it, we, we call him Bowser. We call him fucking... Oh, there's, there's, there's like 10 names for him. We haven't settled yet. Just fucking workshopping. Um, and the penalty goal. The little Gordy Chan Kum Tong. The Doggies tries to Waddell, Avrilo, Flanagan and Sexton. Birdo, four, four conversions. You can go first. 
It's only the two of us tonight. Glenny? Uh, I love the Gordy moment. That is the greatest fucking thing that's happened this year. Almost as good as Beaver scoring a try in the 77th minute of the 2008 Grand Final. Fuck. I can't fucking tell you how much I fucking love that moment and how much I love fucking Gordy. And I've been waiting for this debut for so long. And it fucking delivered everything. Take the fucking penalty thing out of it. Just the the little just the little fucking quick two steps he takes out of dummy half before he passes it. Splits the markers and instantly they're on the back foot. Then he passes it, his service, he puts the ball exactly where a prop wants to receive the ball when they're running full pelt. So they're not standing back waiting to get the ball, then starting their run. They're full blast, the ball lands exactly right in their path where they want it to be. And they're fucking over the advantage line and they're making meters. He made fucking Woodsy look like fucking Payne Haas. <laughs> Just by virtue of the fucking service that he put on him. Receiving the ball right at dummy half. One step and he's fucking past the marker. And he's already stepping in behind the ruck and, you know, and making some easy meters. That's the shit I've been wanting to fucking see for so long. And it finally, you know, we got a taste of it for half an hour. Uh, 40 minutes in this game, so it was uh, fucking great. Defense was great too. I mean, he's not Tuvi, but, you know, he's in that sort of same fucking, you know, ballpark. I think he, I think he made like 94% tackle efficiency, I think I saw the statistic. Um, but yeah, look, couldn't have fucking gone better. All his family there, and then Daly fucking giving him, the, giving him the goal kick was just the fucking greatest. A try would have been good, but... To treat the Bulldogs like they were only there as as fleshlights for which <laughs> for little Gordy to come all, come inside of and have a great debut, have one of these memorable debuts was fucking great as well. And it's and to and to disrespect the Bulldogs so badly is so great because if there's one thing you know about the Bulldogs, they're always shit and it will never come back to hurt us. Take a picture, put them on your lockers. Run the video at the video session before you play Manly next year. It doesn't fucking matter what you do. It's not going to help you. Now, please talk about the game, Lenny. Sorry. Well, I've really got fuck all to say. I think you pretty much said it all. I thought uh, Daly was outstanding again. He's low-key had a, had a fucking outstanding season, uh, both at club and representative level. He has been legitimately one of the best players in the, in the league this season. Mm-hmm. Like fuck, this is one of his like for just consistent play for the whole season. He's been this is one of his best seasons of his career. Mm. Like fucking unbelievable, and it's like different. And you you look at him in two thousand and eleven and stuff. It's like he's, he plays the game so differently now. But fuck, like it's like it feels like he's gotten faster as well. You see that try where he fucking mm. sort of split Ockenboard at marker and then just put his foot down, outrun fucking people like fucking Fox. To, to score the try, I mean it's fucking it was ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah. Ultimately, pretty disappointing season with with injuries and stuff like that for for Manly. But DCE's form's definitely been a highlight. And the Bulldogs yep. just, I've said it before, <clears throat> there's still there's still no accountability for for you know the coach. You know what do we go next year? Does that mean he's got this full roster that he wants? 
Yeah, um, and I mean, he said in the press conference that he was like, he, he was like, oh, you know, look, if there's guys, you know, this if I'm seeing signs that guys don't want to do what it takes to be in first grade, then, and you know, we got guys in flag that come, you know, like he's ta- he talks a good game about like you know accountability for performances and you know positions not being guaranteed yeah. and stuff, but he doesn't exactly, you know, pre- he preaches it, but he doesn't really, you know do it that often. I mean, Kikau has been fucking embarrassing since he came back. I mean, he was out for a long time, and obviously he's a big money player that they got in the off-season. Uh, you know, well-credentialed player, obviously. But his fucking his commitment in defense is fucking hopeless. Yeah. He is fucking embarrassing. And it's been a couple of weeks in a row now. Like, it's a, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, and also completely ineffective. I mean, Morgan Harper, two games this year against the Bulldogs, has absolutely fucking rustled kick out into fucking 80 minute retirement like in two games like just just the he can't handle someone when they've got that level of shit cunnery where they just you know give them extras in the tackle and they talk yeah. shit at them and you know they throw them around a little bit you know he can't he, he can't handle that at all absolute epitome of a flat track flat flat track bully always has been um, always will be yeah yeah and um and he's yeah he's mentally he is there for the fucking superannuation yeah. I mean, he's a, he's achieved he's done his achievements like his career achievements are done. So now he's there just to take Uncle Gussie's fucking um, five year plan superannuation. Anyway, um, that's an, that's enough to about. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say, Kelmatuolangi. I hate how he since he came back from injury, he started wearing headgear. Fucking hate it. The reason why I hate it is because it makes it so easy for the opposition to find where he is in the line. Because, because those Manly were like they were up like forty to twelve at one point in this game. They had a try disallowed to Daly, and then the Bulldogs went bang bang straight through Tulangi twice to score two more tries. I mean, if we hadn't have taken fucking Ben Trevojevic off the field, this would have been a fifty burger that it deserved. But look, you know, it was still all right, and a great debut for Gordy. Love you, Gordy. The Knights thirty-two defeat the Sharks six in Newcastle. The Knights side had a double to Bradman Best. Ponga, Young, Mazu, and Lucas with tries. Ponga, three of three conversions. Gagai, one of three, defeating the Sharks. Six tries to Connor Tracy. Conversion to Braden Trindle. I didn't mind watching this game. Newcastle just... The early exchanges and then just... Built momentum, and once they got on a roll, the way the tidal wave just the crowd got behind them, just really impressive. It was old boys' day, which they always turn up. Um, they they've built a fucking wave of momentum heading into a home final, uh, potentially, um, and that is a significant home ground advantage. Uh, Ponga thought he had a great game. Clune in uh, as a replacement for Hastings, his ball play was outstanding. Um, I actually find it hard to bring Hastings back into the side. You have to put him back in there. I know, yeah, I know you have. To, I know you have to, but I, I actually feel like it's not that they that Clune's come in and they haven't lost anything. Mm. I feel they've actually probably gained a little bit. Yeah, and then you know Gamble as well. Um, and again in the finals with a, a big crowd behind him, and then. Gamble just getting under people's skins. It's yeah, potentially 
I don't know, Newcastle, for, yeah, for well, being we, at a point in the season where O'Brien's job was on the line, to now they're the, legitimately one of the form teams in the finals. Yeah, they, and, and and like they, they definitely are one of the form teams. I think the finals are a different a different ball game. And like they couldn't, they, they honestly couldn't be entering the finals like in a better position. Like they're, they're mm. at the absolute peak of what they could possibly do with that club, I think. Um Teams like I think like Panthers, Broncos, Storm. When you look at them on paper, I think that the Knights would you know, struggle to feel the side of the quality of those guys, and they are absolutely getting every fucking drop of results out of that squad. Yeah, if not if not more. I mean, like they're they're doing everything to the absolute maximum that that squad can do. And so now it's going to be up to these teams that do have better players to, if, you know, if they, if they come in, you know, and this won't happen week one, obviously. I mean, I'm, I'm almost pushing Newcastle straight through to week two because, you know, a lot of fake teams down there in the bottom half of the eight. <laughs> but um, that's when we'll really see what they're like, I think. Yeah. So we move on. Well, actually, we'll do the, we usually do the social things for Jay, don't we? Um, this And this will probably cover a lot of the new stuff as well, I think, because one thing I don't think people mentioned, fucking Jai Arrow. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Jai Arrow, <laughs> he of numerous dog-related incidents, fame. The rabbits have a take-your-dog-to-work day, and his dog attacks the coach's dog. Crazy. Like, I mean, they have fucking, they, they do have laws around like dog ownership and stuff when you've proven to be a, you know, a poor owner and, you know, your dogs have, you know, had, you've had repeated incidents and stuff. Cause I, I mean, I'm assuming like the last time a dog of his killed some, killed a, another dog or whatever. I mean, that dog would have been put down surely for that. So. Absolutely. Like it, the timing of it with the, the last week or so. Shouse, a being in the media consistently. Yeah, yeah just another um, thing on top. It's fucking... Timey's delicious. But, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's go. I'm going to go hit, hit Twitter. Um, stepdad with his post is asking, you know, for the best moments, biggest talking points, and hot take-worthy events. So, um, Doz has come in first and said, the best thing to happen, Gordon's debut. The smile that that dude has is going to resonate with kids all over the country. You reckon Jake is wholesome? Man, Gordy is going to be levels above in wholesomeness. And then uh, I'm going to click because he's... Doz pays for Twitter, so he can do extra long tweets for me with videos. Ricky Stewart. The funniest thing to happen. Penrith's arrogance resting players costing them a minor premiership. Well, not necessarily cost them just yet, but yeah, probably cost them. Dumbest thing to happen. Brad Parker's air swing to try and knock the ball across the dead ball line. I'll tell you, the two, the two most retarded fucking memeable moments of the year have both come from Brad Parker and <laughs> bookending this season. There was that kick he did on the fly against Penrith in the early rounds. Yeah. And then this, this air swing, that, that dude is a fucking mong. Um, and they're not surprised it happened. Ricky blowing up about referees and swearing at cameramen. Correct. Now, who we got here? Jared says, uh, that hit from on Reese Walsh from Tarpanay was the tackle bag special we would all like to do. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. <laughs> And uh, JWH finishing his career with a suspension sucked in. 
Yeah. I don't think it's career threatening. He's not retiring, is he? He's still he going. Should. I don't think he's still. I mean, this was a dumb fucking thing, and he's gonna he's been punished dearly for it. But he's he's still playing at a reasonable. I mean, you know, he was kind of the glue for this Rooster side this year, and you know, they yeah, yeah, he's he's also he's very much at the tail end. Um, no, he's definitely at the end. I, but I, I mean, I don't know if he's just his game in particular doesn't lend itself to you know role player, so to speak. I think he's. He's that enforcer guy, even as he's coming off the bench. Yeah. I just feel he's one of those guys that could potentially, it could be glaring, glaringly obvious to everyone that he's he's just gone a season too long. Yeah. Uh, Lambretta, GP1971 on Twitter. Uh, letters did what Manly, West Tigers, Parramatta and the Dolphins failed to do. He finally ended the Roosters season. <laughs> and that's a Roosters fan saying that. Uh, at YouthWork13, his reply to the question posed by stepdad was, Griffin not having a coaching job. That's the best, that biggest the talking best point and oh. hot take worthy event. I wish Griffin had a coaching job. I sincerely do. The reason why is because, my God, he is the most monotone, boring cunt. Oh, wow. On comms. Terrible, terrible. Fucking by far I the worst. I would rather listen to him than Steve Roach. Well, if he sort of put Steve Roach's expression into the content of what he said, he'd probably be all right. Mm. Be, yeah, but just just the fuck me. I understand why players were you know weren't going out you know fucking busting through walls and breathing fire coming out of the change rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Good my God, that guy, he's fucking melatonin. <laughs> and uh, Terry said, uh, Manly did a disrespectful cum shot at goal, but the dogs have actually put in more filthy performances this season. Who can the dogs... Well, sorry, what can the dogs do to be viewed as serious actors in the finals race next year? Well, there's Probably nothing they nothing. can do. They already have their coach and half their players on big money, so... I mean, they've got some. They're, they're they're bringing some, you know, some decent, well-credentialed players in next year as well. I mean, most notably, you know, Stephen Crichton. But they're playing him at fullback, where he's proven to be an excellent centre. Yeah. Defensively and you know, in attack, but fullback probably his weakest position. But he wants that spine money. So we'll see. Look, he could fucking set the world on fire. They still don't have a halfback. Yeah, exactly. Gee, Birdo's been shit too the last couple of weeks. Very poor. Apparently, apparently had a kid. You right, Glennie? Oh, mate, I'm fading chop, chop. hard. <laughs> Come on, stay with me. Give me another 20 minutes. Um, I think he had a kid a couple of weeks ago, I heard. But, okay. I mean, like, fucking haven't we all? You still, got turn up, you, still got, you still got to turn up to work. Yeah. You know, fucking... And look, he might have had a kid, but you know, isn't Birdo from Mount Jewett? It's not like he's living yeah, in the same like, house as a kid, being up like half kid. the night it's fucking the... helping change nappies and feed the bloody thing. It's not, it's not like the kid will ever recognise his face. <laughs> Here we are, we've come full circle. How good? Uh, Liam on Facey said, uh, "It gives me, it gives myself, a supporter of a non-finals contender, great joy knowing that every finals-bound team has a serious injury to a top player. This could make the finals actually interesting." I like it. 
Cameron's uh, a hot interesting, take. interesting um, development, especially you know. There's some big names that are going to yeah, be definitely. if if not out, uh, underdone. Yeah. Uh, Cameron said, uh, "Hot take: Ricky Stewart is actually Q, the leader of QAnon. The cunt talks in riddles. Is convinced there's a shadowy cabal controlling the referees purely to fuck Canberra and only Canberra, and deflects away any logical criticism with more whataboutisms and gibbering nonsense. Shit, yeah. cunt." Look, what you see from Ricky at press conferences, I have been reliably informed, is exactly the same as Ricky in a straight-up business meeting, conversation. Basically, he is that that miserable guy. He's that guy. Constantly looking to steer conversations in directions that, that enable him to start bitching about something. And once he starts and he's off, he's off. And there's no raining him back in. That That is exactly who he is. Uh, Daniel said, uh, Ramian is a cunt. That is all. Hashtag fuck the sharps. It does have it in his game. Lachlan said, would you rather take the Warriors or the Storm in week one of the finals? Would you rather play... Who would you rather have out of those two? Yeah, Warriors oh, all day for I'd me. I'd rather play the Warriors, yeah, for sure. Inexperienced, in coach and and mostly players as well. Had a good year, had a great fucking year. Yeah. But I'd, yeah, I, I think they've been poor the last couple of weeks. Certainly want to play them. Eminently beatable by teams that shouldn't be anywhere near them if they're serious. Yeah. And the Storm, I mean, fuck, you, know, you, don't, want to, you don't want to play the Storm until you have to in finals. I mean... They, they, they're like second, third generation of players experienced. Like players got their sons that are experienced in fucking in finals <laughs> football playing for them. Uh, Phil, has there ever been a bigger storm in a teacup recently than Tarpanese hit on Walsh? Was well within the rules and Walsh even seemed to see the funny side of it. 100% cor- Phil, 100% correct. Uh, Lachlan said, um, it's good to see Corey Oates back. He's had a tough few years with injuries and illness, but on a more serious note, all year I've been likening Brisbane to 2020 Penrith. I mean, good all year, but come grand final day, the team that's been up the top of the ladder longer will persevere on the day. That's the feeling I get with them. It's almost like they need a grand final loss as a humbling moment before they can reach their final form. Interesting. Um, Lachlan again said, on another note, I'm a former Broncos fan, now Dolphins. I cannot stand Reese Walsh. He's a good player, but he's got too much of that gutho gene in him. Especially after Origin, it only got it's only got worse as he's got more confident. The whole swearing at the referee incident, I still think it was a tough call against Walsh, but my point stands. He's uh, he's definitely playing with a lot of confidence, and it's spilling over into how he's carrying himself. Um, I won't say off the field, but certainly um, just with a bit of shit talk and a bit of swagger, and you know, post try sort of stuff. He's He's got a bit of layer in him. Yeah, yeah, he does. And I mean, like, there's, 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 it's, it's hard to get that line as well. I mean, there's like, because there is that just that, that vibe of like joyfulness about you know having fun playing footy with the boys when yeah. it's a tight squad. But uh, and yeah, like Panthers are sort of the same. But yeah, there's, there's kind of that there's that line, and I don't know, I don't know any of them have actually mastered it just yet. Um. James said, has the mythical Big Diesel replaced the fictional Johnny Adams as his son rugby, son's rugby league hero? No. No, I certainly have not. 
Uh, I am copying it. Give it, give it, a, give it, give it like four days, and we'll fucking see. Hey, uh, Daniel said there's a big diesel need to borrow an inhaler before this week's episode. No, it ain't got, easy being wheezy. I've got fucking three of them. Was that you being wheezy last week? I thought it was me because I mean I literally had fucking bronchitis. Yeah, but... <laughs> I've been fucked for a few weeks. I've got uh, yeah, um, Ventolin, Simbicord. I've got all sorts of shit. Yeah, and I and I know. So your hurtful well. jokes haven't gone unnoticed, but I just assume fuck you just all I can do about. It. I just assume you're on the you you you're on the fucking you're on the puffers because it's a a low a low a low level and easy way to fucking get steroids into your system for the big game. <laughs> uh, Tim says, uh, "Sivo should be on an eleven day mandatory stand down after lying motionless from high shot." The only way to stop milking high shots. Yeah. His was pretty bad. Uh, okay, Bales says, an idea for end-of-season games that have no meaning to top eight spots. No attempt at penalty goals allowed would force teams to actually play footy and ultimately fatigue both teams opening defence up later in the game. Yeah, I don't like it. I like what you're trying to do, but I'm not yeah, sure about that. I, I, I don't actually think that there's really enough shots at goal for penalties it's not that it would really, union. it would only affect like two or three times a match, maybe if that. Mm. Yeah, sometimes not at all. Um, Joshua says, "I don't get the hate for Reese Walsh stopping dead at the end. He already had an injured knee from the try a few minutes earlier and was reaching for his leg as he pulled up. I don't really see it as a fucked around, found out situation, especially since all the other Raiders players had slowed down too. I don't know enough about Tarpane's game enough. It was just him taking out his frustration on Walsh. That said, fair play to both Tarpane playing to the whistle with a great tackle and Walsh shrugging it off physically and mentally. Earlier in the season, I think Walsh could have blown up over it, but he took it like a champ. And considering he had no Reynolds or Carrigan to keep him in line, it was nice as a Broncos fan to see. Yeah, agree with all of that. I don't have a problem with Tarpane. Um as you say, play into the whistle. And um, Walsh, to his credit, handled it well. Yep. Uh, Ryan said, I'm really starting to like Nathan Cleary, and I think if he keeps going the way he is at the moment, he'll eventually be the number one halfback in the comp. <laughs> purposely inflammatory. Purposely true, some would say. Now, it comes to the time. I've got the ladder predict up here, Glennie. I don't, I don't think you're up to it. I, agree. Like, I, I think you're fucking you 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 uh, you're out you're, you're you're fucking out of gas. So the good thing is this week there's only about three games that actually you know, really have any any effect on things that anyone really cares about. So let's go into the team list. The um, Eels have the bye. Uh, the Broncos take on the Storm. This is one of the games that's you know, you know kind of impactful in the scheme of things. However, the Broncos are resting. Reese Walsh, Katoni Staggs, Herbie Farnworth, Selwyn Cobbo, Ezra Mam, Billy Walters, Payne Haas, Kurt Capewell, Kobe Hetherington. And in oh, return, they're bringing fuck. in Tristan Saylor, Jesse Arthurs, Deloise Hoyter. Oh, Deloise is still around. Jordan Pereira, Josh Rogers, Blake Moser, Corey Pakes, Xavier Willison, and Marty Tapau to the bench. Best part of this for me is Marty Tapau. The Broncos rest every fucking player in the 17. Marty DePau can't run on. Yeah. Still. The Storms. Don't think that they got away scot-free. <laughs> They're without Nick Meany, Marion Seve, Xavier Coates, Cameron Munster, Jerome Hughes, 
Tui Kamikamika, <laughs> Christian Welch, Trent Loyero, Nelson Asofa Solomona, Harry Grant, Tom Weisenhuth. Uh, and that brings Justin Olin back in for an appearance. Uh, Rima Smith, Jaden Nikarima, Tyron Wishart, Tarek Sims, Chris Lewis, Josh King, uh, Sulevi uh, Falongo, Alec McDonald, Aaron Penne, Jack Howarth. Fuck. So I saw Broncos fans on the socials actually complaining, saying, listen, people do pay for their fucking tickets to go to these games. Yeah. And this is a legitimate Queensland Cup showdown. Reserve grade fucking showdown. Yeah. Which is unbelievable. It's a it's a valuable workout for Ryan Pappenhausen to get eighty minutes, presumably at one. And probably score and, five tries. And that is absolutely it. Their entire spine that they've ran this entire season on, out. Yeah, the Broncos. Sure. I do think uh same thing except for Jockey Madden. Yeah. I still think the Broncos at home will win. But you, you'd think, I don't so think because it's going to be a high-quality contest, that's for sure. Because everything good that has emanated forth from the storm over the last month has been at the hands of uh, Jerome Hughes. Yeah. He's the absolute key more so than ever. And honestly, who fucking knows? Like, who like who knows? You give it to the Broncos because they're, they're the home team. Yeah, but, I mean, that's, that's, throwing, that's pretty much the they've thrown out a fucking, But they've thrown out a fucking dumpster side as well. Like, there's no telling who's going to win this fucking game. Really. But, who are you tipping? Um, fuck, look. If I wanted to make things interesting, I'd tip the Storms. But I just, I think I'll just tip the Broncos because... Like, honestly, who fucking cares? <laughs> like, it, it's a game... Like It, it says everything about what, how, how these teams view the minor premiership. Mm-hmm. Like they don't fucking care. One v two, one one and two. There's no difference in terms of their finals campaign, unless you're deliberately selecting opponents. And we just, were, you know, we had that question earlier. Where obviously you definitely want to play the Warriors first up at your yeah, home, exactly. You know, then then the Storm. Um, next up, it's us, the Seeds Eagles, take on the West Tigers. Last game of the year at Four Pines, Brookvale Oval, and Manly side. Tulangi dropped. Maddo comes into the bench. Fucking strongest manly side in the last week. Um, Gordy still in there in 14. And so I have a feeling that Gordy and Madison in 14 and 15 on the bench, they'll play this game. They'll get probably 30 minutes in. Then they've got to back up because um, for the first time ever, they got Blacktown into the into the finals. And uh, I think they plan on Saturday, uh, their first round finals clash. So I think Gordy will have to be in that side as well. He deserves it. I mean, he's the captain of that side. He's one, you know, been largely one of the engines that have taken them, you know, from a fucking spoon side to a final side. Um, but yeah, so I hope he, I hope he plays with both of them. But I'm glad to see that, like, I hope he never drops out of first grade again because uh, he could be. It's funny, I saw a statistic like, well, you know, it's a milestone game for Manly as well with Jakey's 200th game. Oh, we're so so it's a big one for Jakey, and. It was funny. I saw a list today. Someone on Twitter posted a list, and I saw it. Someone DM'd it to me that um, Jakey is like the oh fuck. I need to find the I need to find the exact fucking um number here so I can be accurate. But whatever number player to reach two hundred games for Manly, um, Jakey is is um, it's something. There's some extraordinary number of players that have played two hundred games for Manly, and like more than any other club. As far as wow. like yeah, you know, long term two hundred game players, so um, 
which I just found interesting because the the reason being because you know like when you know Manly came into competition, I mean there there are clubs out there that have fifty fucking plus years club history, you know, more than us. And so it's, didn't it's, you come uh, in in forty seven? Yeah, but I mean you know you got so yeah, competition yeah. started in nineteen oh eight. I don't know how you got fifty yeah. plus years out of that. Where the fuck look, did I made, you go to school? Look, I was extrapolating so I know a I'm little bit. Tired. But, you know. I know I'm getting tired, but fucking come on. There's no end of your bullshit, really. Okay, here we go. Yeah, so here we come. The 21st person to play 200 first grade premiership games for Seagulls. No other club has as many players reached that milestone. And um, so, Jakey, 200. He's uh, four behind Fatty Vaughton, eight behind Terry Randall. And uh, thirteen behind Bob Fulton, and then you've got uh, you know some gaps up to get to the you know the clubhouse leader Cliff Lyons, and uh, DCE, and of course Menzies. You know he should be on like you know three hundred forty odd, whatever it was three forty one or whatever. Um, but yeah, record keepers. I can't. Um, and so, <laughs> and like and and little Gordy, he'll be coming, he'll be he'll be hitting two hundred one day as well. Um, I reckon maybe in one hundred and ninety nine games time. Yeah, I reckon the next one. I reckon next one we probably see maybe someone. I reckon someone like Ruben Garrick probably potentially mm. the next one in the club. Look, it's and, a milestone uh, game, and and Tigers have nothing to fucking play for. Hey, Tigers um, side. Oh, fuck. Stefano's out. Who cares? Got head butted into a fucking barley Just... by uh, by Leonard. Bateman's out. Uh, Atasi James and Will Smith also out. Uh, you are exciting. You are debuting Manly Junior Josh Folletti in this game. Holy shit. Bring him up from flag because, you know, there's nothing like rushing a fucking player. And That's what we um, do. Alex Twile comes back in to give you that real fucking, that kind of, that brand of ineffective punch that the West Tigers are known for. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, Appy's playing halfback again. So I don't know whether, I mean, like, I guess it was inspirational in that game where he kicked the, the goal and stuff. Right? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> What do you reckon is going to happen here? Oh, just I just want the season to be over. I, I had the boys put it together to, for Jakey. I think we are going to get a touch up and get back on the fucking bus, go home, have a shower, get up, do Mad Monday, then get on a bus to the airport and a plane to Bali and put this <laughs> whole fucking year behind us. Yeah. Manly, uh, Manly, the only team got something to play for, Jakey. And uh, the, and that one, I'm not even worried about. Ladder predictor. Okay, here we go. This is one of the impactful games. The Rabbits take on the Roosters, Accor Stadium, Friday night at 8 p.m. The Rabbits side without Latrell Mitchell, without Tane Milne, Jacob Host, and Havili out as well. Blake Taffy comes in. Isaac Thompson to the wing. Cheekham to second row. Davy Mawali to the bench. Jai Arrow demoted to the bench because his dog ate the coach's dog. <laughs> and Tafita Stola replaces him in the front row. The Roosters side. Corey Allen's out. Maria Hargraves is out. How they got Joey Manu in there in, in the four? So is he not... I thought he was fucked. Um, he's moving back to centre, though, with Tedesco coming back into the side. And uh, Crichton re-enters the side as well. So, here's the scenario here. Obviously, there's a three-way battle here between the Cowboys, Rabbits, and the Roosters. All on 30 points. Rabbits currently sit inside the eight due to their superior for and against. The Cowboys, 37 behind. Roosters, as far as for and against concern, 
it's tough. They're negative 38, so they've really got to fucking put some points on here. But it's not without a chance for them. Rabbits win. They move up to 7th. They're home and hosed. Roosters win. They take 7th place pending other results that can happen. So for these two teams, it's win and you're in, right? Yeah. Who's winning? Um, I want to say South, just to put paid to some of the noise, but... Yeah, but the noise is the, the noise the, I mean, is the, there the noise because is, yeah, there's, the smoke there's no is there Mitchell, because there's fire. Fucking, yeah. Um, good to see Walker retains his position for the Roosters um, with a solid game, first game back, as I said earlier. Yeah, I've... I feel like South should win, but I, I just... I and I mean, they've played the with Taffy. He's, he's been there all him. year too, pretty yeah. much. You know, Latrell hasn't played a lot of football. Um, I just think... Yeah. I, I think the Roosters might get him. And then South will have a hell of an off-season ahead of him. There'll be a lot That's of probably the most chaotic up. result, I think. Yeah. And as a, and at this stage of the season, I'm, you know, a connoisseur of chaos. Yes, and I want to see the chaos. So for it to, for, for it to truly manifest chaos round I'd like to see the Roosters win kick the south side out so to speak um, <laughs> let's say the Roosters win Roosters are in 7th place as we stand at the moment Dolphins take on the Warriors this is another one of those games that doesn't mean a lot in the scheme of things um, this one's happening at Suncorp Stadium Josh Kerr and JJ Collins out Jesse Bromwich comes in Max Plath comes in as well. Uh, the Warriors side, Nickel Klook start out, DWZ out, Luke Metcalf, Sean Johnson, Adam Vanilla Blake, Wade Egan, Torhu Harris. Nothing to gain for the Warriors, nothing to lose for the Warriors in this game. And you know what? I still think they'll probably take care of. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think the, the, Dolphins are, the Dolphins have been cooked and tinned um, and the Warriors will be a bit of a training run. A little bit of a warm-up for some of the guys that aren't stars. Give them an extra run under their belt in preparation. Sharpen things up for the finals. Braden Army in 14. Interesting. Your mate. That shows how how well, just, just how much the Warriors don't care about this game. Which is weird because with this game, the Warriors really... Like, if the Storm lose as we expect on Friday... I'm sorry, on Thursday night then whatever the Warriors do doesn't matter. But if the Storm win, then they can actually take the, they can take the Warriors over because their differential is almost identical. Yeah, okay. At this stage. So, so it does come down to the margin of the games. But look, I'm going to say, look, the Warriors are going to win regardless. Lock down third place. And we move to the Panthers versus the Cowboys in Penrith. Jesse McLean, Thomas Jenkins, Jerome Luai, Luke Garner out. Dylan Edwards in, Taruva in, Summerton in, Sorensen in. Jack Cogger goes to 5'8", to take the place of the injured Luai, Hosking to the to the bench from the second row, the Cowboys side. So like, the, the the Panthers obviously looking to play this game. The Cowboys, they're going full strength, balls to the wall, they need to get into the finals here. Unchanged squad from the uh, Victoria squad last week. The equation is, if the Panthers win, 
doesn't change anything for them. Mm. I mean, they're, they're still, they'll still fall two premiership. If the Broncos do win as we expect and the Panthers win, changes nothing. If the Broncos lose and the Panthers win, then they get the minor premiership by, by virtue of their far superior forward against differential. The Cowboys, though, if they win, it's almost my favorite outcome of the round. Because the winner of the Roosters and the Rabbitohs will drop into seventh position. If the Cowboys win, they'll jump into seventh, pushing that other team, South or Roosters, to eighth, and then uh, knocking the Raiders out at this stage of the round. That is the epitome of rugby league chaos. And when I talk about fake teams, I mean, to fucking be pretty much a top four lock about a month ago, to falling out of the finals, that's Broncos 2022 shit. Yeah, it really I is. love it. I love it for any team. The... um. I think Panth- I think I think the the Panthers, the way they approach this game is probably going to um, be be based a lot upon what happens in the Broncos game. If the Broncos lose the Storm, maybe they might put their foot down a little bit for the minor premiership, but they could rest other players. Exactly, I think they, Panthers yeah. win regardless. Yeah, and Cowboys might finish ninth, which would be quite uh, quite fitting. They'll finish tenth actually. Fuck it. <laughs> Unless other results. So, so we go Dragons versus Knights. This was taking place uh, at uh, Netstrata Jubilee Stadium. Um, Finau and Musgrove out. Finau and Jack DeBellin come in. Newcastle Knights side. Resting Ponga, Gay Guy, Phoenix, Crossland, Tyson Frizzell, or Ponga injured. Uh, Lockie Miller comes back. Tuala comes back. Brody Jones and Riley Jones into the side as well. Uh, New Brown will be hooker. Now... Uh, the Knights will want to lock in fifth fifth spot. I don't think they can finish. What are, where can they finish? I don't think they finish below sixth anyway. So they secure their home final, regardless. It just it comes down to a matter of who they want to, who they want to play, I guess. And I guess with all the ruckus going on below them, there's no telling who you know yeah. who's going to be there anyway. So you know they've rested a couple of players but not enough to say that they're completely serious about throwing this game i think the knights will win easily they're far too just what they're doing is far too consistent yeah for an up and down i mean the dragons will be competitive and complete maybe for 20 30 minutes of this game and then they'll fall away like they always fucking do and the knights will you know potentially put them to the sword thereby locking in fifth place on the ladder we move to the next game titans take on the bulldogs this is uh, another one. This is this is the game that's being refereed by Casey Badger for the eighty minutes after her stellar performances in the bunker over the last <laughs> month. She's been rewarded because hey, it's the NRL. You fall upwards, and she's been, this game is going to be fucking chaos. Anything could happen. Yeah, there both could be teams can cent- be as bad as one each other. Uh, as could each be ten- other on the day. There could be ten send offs. How's she going to react when fucking Reed Marnie starts flapping up to her after the first fucking tackle of the game? She's gonna, it's, I mean, the Titans are a fairly calm sort of outfit. Kieran Foran's a fairly calm sort of guy when he talks to the referee and stuff. So, you know, I think that they'll get on the right side of the calls. Um, Bulldogs are going to be the absolute shitstorm that they are. The Titans can score points, and the Titans can hang in games for 60 minutes, which is far more than the Bulldogs can. Titans to finish with a win. And uh, Tavita Pangai not yeah. playing in his last game. So he's going to get a good, uh, a quick start on his boxing career. Titans to win. Doesn't change shit. We yeah. move on. Sharks take on the Raiders. 
Last game of the round, and this is also uh, an impactful game in the round. The equation is simple. If the Sharks win, based on the results ahead, they'll finish in sixth place and get a home final, salvage a home final. If the Sharks lose this game, they will remain in the comp, but they'll move down to seventh, and the Raiders will secure themselves sixth place in the home final. So Wow. You know, where are we? The battle here? of two teams that just, you know, the best, the best result for this game is the Cowboys to beat Penrith. Okay. Because then, because then if that happens, that puts some real, that, that puts real pressure on this game. Not so much for the Sharks, but it does for most definitely for, for the, uh, the Raiders. If the, mm. the Sharks could lose and still remain in the finals race, Raiders lose and they're out. So yeah. for me, that's a more chaotic and pressure environment. I don't think it'll happen though. So what we've got here is two sides jostling for position. Um, the Raiders will be looking at uh, the Sharks will get a home final against the Roosters if they win. The Raiders will get a home final against the Sharks for a rematch the next week <laughs> if they win. So I'm almost down for that chaotic result, to be honest. Yeah. Sharks. So many meaningful. Yeah. I, you know, you'd think so, right? You'd think so. They have let us down yeah. multiple times this season, but one last time, Sharks. Yeah, they haven't let me down. I'm a shark hating cunt, so I mean... Yes, you are. So, so they always say. Um, but that's Chaos Round. A couple of big games. And that's episode 532. Glenn is just about dying over here. I took some screenshots. I took some pictures of you on the video call. You're to, a piece show, of shit. Just to show Why people just that? how tired... Well, just to show people you weren't faking it. That you're legitimately a ruined man. My eyes are fucking burning. I'm struggling. That's all right, mate. Thanks for listening, everyone. 532, com for all your links, social destinations, and all that good shit. Um, also, when I go up to the mountain on the Saturday, I will be collecting a wonderful piece of merch. I may put them up on, I may put them on the site on Friday for pre-order for people. Well, it's not much of a pre-order because I'll fucking have them in my hand on Saturday. But <laughs> <laughs> just rest assured, there are limited, there are limited numbers of these. And um, Patreon subscribers, you've got some of this stuff coming to you already, and I'll put a, I'll put posts on the various levels in Patreon about them, so you know, so you guys don't have to go and buy them. For everyone else, though, if you want to get one of these items, I'll stick them online uh, on Friday, and uh, yeah, have at it because I'll be able to start shipping them out from Monday. You gotta love them. Yeah, gonna love them. I've seen I've seen them not in person. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, that's it. Go to bed, Glenny. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. See ya. See you next week. Go the diesel. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.